Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bombs Breakdown. As always, we join by Dylan. Dylan, to get started, I want to go over the Albion game first from midweek. Uh, 2-0 win for us. Is it 2-0? I think so, yeah. I, for some reason, I thought it was 3-0. Sounds right. Um, but what did you make of that game and uh, what did you make of our performance there as well? I'll be completely honest. I didn't get the best view of the game just being right there behind the goal. Um, and I was kind of walking around talking with people, taking in the moment. But um, from what I watched, we looked really good. I was impressed by some of the youngsters who came in. Um, but all in all, I thought it was just it was a really fun night. Um, as I said last week, I just I love the early rounds of the Open Cup. I think it's a lot of fun. So um, that's for me, uh, you know, that was kind of my big my big takeaways. But how about yourself? What did you think? Yeah, it was good to see some of the new guys. I would have liked to see possibly maybe a few more of the uh, the academy players. I know obviously we had Javi and uh, Duran starting the game. I know there's a few more who were assigned to uh, academy contracts. So I wouldn't mind seeing them on the bench possibly come on, come on, come the end. Um, but I think also it shows that how kind of Nate Miller values the uh, Open Cup and doesn't want to kind of see an upset early on too. And uh, obviously moving on to the next round as well versus Seattle. Uh, what do you th- how do you think that game's going to go as well? I know we're obviously not going to prove that now, but uh, what do you make of uh, getting Seattle in the next round? Uh, Seattle are flying high. Um, if they play their first team, which I sincerely doubt they would play their full first team, um, I don't think we would stand much of a chance, to be honest with you. But um, like I said, I don't think they'll play their full first team. They've already announced it will be at Starfire Stadium, which is right by SeaTac Airport, um, which if you're familiar with the area is like not close to downtown Seattle at all. Um, so I, I think the big question will be how seriously does Seattle take that game? Um, I wanted to express my personal disappointment that the game was not we weren't drawn against Portland. Um, had we been drawn against Portland, I think I would have had no choice but to go up there for the game. So, um, but I'm very excited. It's always good to get an MLS opponent. Um, and you know, I still haven't ruled out going up. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one too. I know MLS teams don't always value the US Open Cup that much. And I know kind of, we, I mean, for me, I compare it to kind of the FA Cup in England and I feel like English kind of top, top tier teams kind of do value the kind of the FA Cup and the, the additional cups to the normal league. So, it's a bit strange for me as far as MLS teams not really caring too much. Um, but as uh, not being a fan of an MLS team, I uh, I don't really mind too much. I guess it kind of gives us more of a chance to uh, to go far and to, I mean, to win that next game as well. Um, but moving on to the Tulsa game, which has just passed. Uh, a very, very hard-fought 2-1 win. I know we, uh, we weren't too happy on the locals' last call. Right after the game, I had a bit more time to kind of digest the game and thinking about think about it a bit more. Um, but kind of, have your thoughts on the game changed since kind of post game straight away? Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say they changed that much. Maybe softened a little bit. Um, I honestly, when we were, I think I said this to you right before we recorded the last call that like I was still kind of taking it all in just because that. The way the game ended kind of blew me away, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think um, I've definitely kind of, I've in the rewatch seen some things I didn't maybe like register in real time. Um, and I feel more generally positive about it than I did um, on Saturday. Um, but it was great to be back, back in Torero. It was a beautiful day. It wasn't too hot. I know those day kick offs can be a bit much, but um, it was really nice. Yeah, that's one thing I know kind of, as a fan watching the game live, you can kind of see it differently to kind of watching it after or kind of being a neutral. And I know we kind of saw that uh, John Morris from USL Tactics kind of 
spoke highly of us, how we performed that game. And I think after the game, I was kind of contemplating, like, really, have we improved since that Detroit game, the very first game of the season? And honestly, looking back on it, I think that probably was our best performance so far, albeit the scoreline may not show it, um, compared to, say, the, the 3-0 win versus Phoenix Rising. Um, kind of a lot of things I think we've improved on, especially seeing kind of Conway and Damas kind of getting that first chance to really form a partnership as well. Um, I still think the attack is missing a few things here and there, but it's still, again, we've created plenty of chances. And I know we've spoken about before as far as that if Charlie Adams scores that penalty early on, it would have been a completely different game and definitely would have opened up Tulsa way more. Um, but because we missed out, they're kind of able to sit in uh, and make it very hard for us to uh, to break them down. Aside from kind of Conway, Damas, uh, kind of anyone else who stood out for you from the uh, Tulsa game as well? Yeah, I thought Charlie had an excellent game back. Um, he had the assist, I think, on Conway's goal. Um, but generally, was pulling the strings. I thought when he came out of the game, um, that didn't help us that much. Um, and I am hopeful he's ready to play 90 again because I think we um, we miss his ability to move the ball forward when he's not on the field. So he, he stood out for me a lot. Yeah, no, Charlie's a great playmaker. And I think kind of people, I mean... Again, free kicks and corners and stuff may not have been great from the weekend. I know set pieces are still kind of an area that we need to work on a little bit. Um, but no, a great ball in for Conway's first goal. Um, and again, Charlie's kind of our playmaker, gets kind of the game ticking. And I know Corona's kind of done some of that this season already. Um, but I think Charlie is a bit, a bit more mobile, um, kind of progressing the ball forward as well, which he always does great. And again, for me, Bodley uh, continues to look great. And obviously, Moon on the opposite side as well. So, four backs, I think, where we are set going forward. Um, and that's probably why we're not seeing as much as Elijah as fullback as we kind of would have predicted early on the season, partly because he's kind of needed that centre-back. Um, but Bowley's done very well when he's kind of played there as well. Um, but moving into kind of New Mexico and uh, so so far this season, they aren't they aren't kind of looking great as far as the table looks right now. They are uh, bottom of the conference with only three points, although they've only played three games this season so far as well. Uh, they beat Miami FC 1-0 to begin the season. And they lost 1-0 to Oakland Roots, who again are still a very good team. In the midweek as well, they beat UDA Soccer 6-0 in the US Open Cup. Although I honestly have no idea how good UDA Soccer are. To be honest, I've never heard of them. And I don't believe they're a NISA team. So um, I, I don't know what league they are. Poss possibly NPSL, something like that. Um, and then they actually lost to Monterey Bay this past weekend 4-2. Uh, looking back on the kind of Monterey Bay game, and I'm, I'm not sure if you've watched too much of the other footage, though. Um, what do you make of them this past weekend uh, against Monterey? They looked very shaky, I thought. Um, they scored early in the game, and for maybe the first 10 or 15 minutes looked solid. Um, but once that first goal for Monterey went in, um, I really never felt like New Mexico got a foothold in the game again. Um, the final was 4-2, to two, uh, but... New Mexico's second goal even came in extra time, and it was, I'm pretty sure, just a bad mistake from Monterey's defenders. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So a, a kind of an uncharacteristic um, New Mexico team so far this year, I think. I think I'm used to them being a very solid team, um, but they just look so susceptible to the fast break. They couldn't deal with the press. Um, so not a great performance from New Mexico. Um, but, you know, they've also been on the road all season so far. Um, so, you know, their homecoming, maybe they'll get it together more. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that we were into what their, their what, fourth game of the season, their first home game. And we always know how kind of shaky we are on the road as well. So hopefully our um, 
our fortune changed, changes a little bit away this time. Uh, like you mentioned, the two last season, they finished fifth in the Western Conference. They ended up losing 2-0 to Sacramento in the first round of the playoffs. But again, New Mexico usually are a team kind of up near the top of the conference. So it's been a kind of strange start to the season for them. No doubt, I think they'll turn it around and they'll uh, probably finish strong. But honestly, like I said, looking back at that Tulsa, sorry, looking back at the Monterey Bay game, they didn't look great at all. Maybe because they were kind of missing Portillo in the middle. Um, and that midfield, I know we spoke about a little bit beforehand, is that the midfield looked very kind of shaky, uh, and even their back line as well. And we'll kind of move on to how they play here again. Second game in a row, we're playing it's a back four. Um, they basically play a 4-3-3, although the, the midfield is, it was a little bit all over the place in the uh, Monterey game. I know the front three is will be a front three, and they'll kind of interchange a little bit with kind of Greg Hurst being at one middle, a guy and we know how good uh, Santi Moore is. Cutting in from the left-hand side as well. Uh, again, very attack-minded midfield, which, again, should help us, I think, if we do kind of, again, try and tack down the middle. There'll be lots of space there as well. I had that one defensive midfielder in Hamilton. Um, and I, I like the left-back songs quite a lot. And again, very physical for an attack and fallback. Um, anyone else, as far as in their team, who you think is going to stand out? Uh, I know it's tough. None of them really look great in the uh, Monterey Bay game. Anyone else that I've not mentioned? Um, well... First of all, Alex Tambakis, their goalkeeper, had a horrible game against Monterey, but he's normally a pretty solid goalkeeper, so I wouldn't expect him to put in that kind of performance again. Um, and then Chris Weehan is a big guy for them, scoring a bunch of goals. Um, he has been... I don't know if he's been with New Mexico as long as they've been around, but he was there, I think, with their first team and maybe left for a year and came back. Um, but he's a very central figure for them, um, and uh, I expect he'll, you know... If they do, if they do good things in the final third, I expect Chris Weehan to be involved. And the uh, another guy here that we've not mentioned, uh, Daniel Bruce. I know he came off the bench. I think Bruce has been with their team since 2019. Uh, fellow Englishman as well, actually. Um, funny story. Actually, when I came to America on a scholarship, we were actually part of the same kind of tryout to come over here. Um, and look at him now. He's uh, obviously gone on to do way better things than myself. Um, and another one here, I think it's Alex Wagner um, came on for his debut in the uh, Monterey Bay game. But I know lots of guys at New Mexico are very kind of fond of him. And uh, they're hoping he can go and have a great season too. And again here, susceptible from counterattacks, defense looks shaky. Those kind of back to, I know they're kind of the Will Seymour, very kind of experienced defender. Um, but those, those back two didn't look great that game. Um, and all four goals from that Monterey Bay game came from errors and... I know Sam Gleadle kind of was got them dancing around, but again, that, that back line is kind of one we want to kind of attack and press. Um, but they're moving into their predicted lineup. Uh, are we assuming they stick with the same lineup from the last game or very similar? I mean, I think that's the best we can can do. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Portillo come back in. As you said, their uh, their midfield was all over the place against Monterey. Um, and this is, again, their home opener. They'll want to have a good showing. Portillo is a big guy for them. Um, I would expect that might be the only change, though. Who do you think Portillo comes in, from, in for from that lineup? Probably... That's a hard question, honestly, because I that front three, I don't know if you can change it. Um, Rivas uh, didn't have a great game against Monterey, but uh, as you've mentioned, is a creative guy for them. Um, but I also don't see them dropping Chris Weehan. So maybe Greg Hurst drops. He hasn't had a great season so far this year, and they mix it up up top. Um, I really don't know. 
Um, I'm, if I had to guess, though, I would guess probably Rivas comes out um, to give a little more solidity in the midfield. But um, it's a tough call. What do you? I mean, what do you think? I, I think you look at Hamilton, he's kind of the only defensive midfielder in that last game. Rivas, again, did drop into that kind of mid, uh, defensive midfielder role once Hamilton did come out. So, again, if they don't drop Weehan, I think possibly Moreno comes out and Weehan goes back up top and they go to midfield three of Hamilton, Rivas um, and Portillo. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to, to stick with that. Um, but if you want to walk us through the, uh, the rest of the lineup here as far as how we think things are going to go. Sure, yeah. So we'll start at the back. Um, Alex Tambakis, like I said, has been a pretty solid USL championship goalkeeper for a few years now. Um, don't expect him to have a bad game again. Uh, the back line, Suggs, who you pointed out, um, will be probably playing left back. Um, and then Ryden and Seymour in the middle and Harry Swartz in the back line. I think Harry Swartz might have been the one who scored that goal like really, really late against us last year in New Mexico. I might be wrong about that. Anyway, um, I think that's how the defense will shape up, though. And then we mentioned the midfield here. Probably we'll go with what Hamilton, Rivas, and Portillo. And then yeah, that, leaves, yeah, that leaves the front three here of uh, Santi Moore, uh, Greg Hurst, and Weehan. Uh, Moreno may come in for one of those. I don't know. I think Santi Moore is too good to leave out. Um, mm-hmm. But then the only thing is, I think Greg Hurst, he's not had a great season so far, but he's fairly big. He'll more likely be the target man, although those front three kind of do mix and match all over the place. And then moving into our lineup here, I think as the season's gone on a bit, I know we've kind of mixed the match a little bit. I think we're slowly getting to kind of realize what our kind of best 11 may be. I know it's still early early days too, and I know kind of had a few injuries here and there, so we kind of it's hard to see that best 11 at any point in the season. But kind of, do you think there's going to be any big changes from this past week and as far as our starting lineup goes? Um, I think Joe Corona will come back in for Colin. Other than that, no, I don't. I don't see any big changes. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we've kind of spoken about Simba as well, but I know that kind of what well, starting with Kovacic here, the back three of what Carl Adams, Elijah, and Stoneman looks like the preferred back three now. Obviously, with Sim, um, with Ebby out for the season, essentially, um, and I know Simba will get his chances here and there, more likely to come off the bench, but I think it's very hard to kind of replace any of those back three there unless. Nate decides to play Elijah as a wing-back, although we've seen Adrian Perez been used as a wing-back now too. So I think that's an area we are somewhat short on. Again, is either Nate decides to bring in another centre-back or another full-back, but I think it's either it's either or, and so I don't think he brings in both. Um, I don't think we are missing too much in depth, honestly, although an injury to one of the full-backs or centre-back, and uh, I believe we, are, we will be in trouble there. Um, like I mentioned there too, midfield of Corona and Charlie, more than likely. Obviously dropping Colin Martin. What have you made of him so far this season? Um, I think Colin's had a bit of a slow start to the season this year. Um, and it's been accentuated by the fact that somebody of Joe Corona's quality has come in. Um, so not only is Colin not playing his best soccer, uh, when he's not in the team, Joe Corona and Charlie Adams are already like, firing on all cylinders this season um that's not to say i don't think colin will get there but i just um you know you got to play with your hot hand and uh, he has not looked his best he's made some silly fouls gotten some some bad yellow cards um and i haven't really seen the passing range that i've come to expect from colin martin so um yeah i don't know i uh not his best so far yeah it's been strange and i know i think colin had an injury in pre-season so 
maybe for him kind of having a bit of a slow start to season stems from that kind of not having a full pre-season um, playing in games so I'm not too sure there but obviously like you said there too that we've got players like Joe Corona Charlie Allen who can step up and kind of fill in that role and again without calling the team and I think we really miss too much there and then moving into our attack more than likely we'll go with a we a front three but I know from the Tulsa game it was more of a, a front two with Toomey in behind kind of filling in that Guido role um, are we assuming that Toomey, Conway and Damas are uh, starting next game as well? Yeah I think so um Unless Guido is fit and ready to go, um, which we obviously won't know until the lineup is announced on, uh, what is it, Saturday. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, Toomey will, will start again. He had probably his best game of the season um, against Tulsa. He was getting on the ball and in, in, in between the lines and looking lively. Um, and then, yeah, I, I know that uh, Domus didn't get on the score sheet, but I think he's pretty much undroppable at this point. I think we've agreed on that for a couple weeks now. Um, and then Conway, um, he scored a very ungraceful goal, but they all count. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, the slow-mo is really funny if you haven't watched that yet. I think Loyal tweeted it out. It goes off his like thigh into his face and then in the back of the net. But again, they all count. But um, I thought the link-up there between Conway and Domus looked really good. Uh, better than the link-up did between Collier and Domus in Phoenix. Granted, we were at home. Um, but I just think that Damas and Collier both kind of uh, like to head down, dribble, um, whereas Conway's a little more adept with the, the flicks around the corner. Um, we saw a little bit of that, um, him comboing with Damas and them kind of getting close to each other up front to play off each other. And I, I, uh, I think that was a big part of what helped our attack look good this time. Um, so I, I do expect that those will those will be the other two up front. Yeah, I think Conway's slowly starting to kind of fill into that, I wouldn't say target man role, but kind of the hold-up player. And I know we kind of, the, this whole season is going to be about can we replace Carvacel? And I know early on everyone thought, oh, we're bringing in Collier, he'll be the replacement, he, the completely different player. And then when Damas came in, we are like, okay, Damas is going to be the replacement. But again, Damas, as much as we kind of we love him as a player, he's a great player completely different to Carl as well. But I know from what I've seen, I think Evan's kind of showing glimpses of being that hold-up player. Um, I think it's giving him more game time and playing with Dharma will only help him get better too again. You can only get better playing with better players. So I think it's inevitable there as well. Um, going back to that goal as well, I, for, for if you haven't seen it, it reminded me of uh, Javier Hernandez or Chicharito scored a very, very similar goal, I believe, against Manchester City for Man United in the Community Shield um, not too long ago. But if you want to look that up on YouTube, it's a very similar. It kind of kicks, comes off his shin into his face, into the goal. But as a striker, a goal's a goal. All that matters is your name's on the score sheet come the end. Um, then moving into the key matchups and things to look out for. Uh, as always, I've kind of put in the uh, the over rhetorical questions here and more open-ended questions. I've got in here, can Darmus and Conway build on their partnership? Can we attack with more conviction? I think that was kind of... It's been our issue early on. I know we're kind of a very slow team as far as build-up goes, kind of keep the ball, move around that kind of back line and then push forward there. Um, but as we saw from the Monterey Bay game versus New Mexico, New Mexico are kind of very susceptible from the counter-attacks if we can attack quickly. I think that's give us more opportunity to kind of get an early goal too. Then here, can we limit counter-attacks? Again, Tulsa were very good on the counter. I think they could have easily scored more than one goal in that game. They did, they did miss some kind of clear chances as well. So I think we kind of can count ourselves a little bit lucky that they only got one goal come the end. And then the last two here, can we transition quicker to take advantage of New Mexico's shaky back line? We've already touched on as far as how kind of shaky they've looked so far. So can we kind of uh, take advantage of that? 
And then lastly here, can we score early on to uh, open up the game? Which is, again, I think it's been our issue early on. I know from the Tulsa game, we looked great in the first 15. Lots of pressure, kind of everyone getting up high and quick attacks. But after that, kind of died down a little bit. Um, but kind of going off those questions there, anything else that you'd add or anything to kind of elaborate on any of those uh, things I've spoken about there as well? Um, I don't know that I'd add much, but I, I, I would want to elaborate on the transition quicker um, question because I think there were a, a few times against Tulsa where uh, we got ourselves into a good position and then the ball would just go backwards almost as if that was the only option, even though there probably were options forward. Um, and as you've alluded to, New Mexico um, have looked shaky and they they got popped for four counterattack goals against Monterey. Um, so I would like to see us transition quickly. I think that's something we've not done well this season, um, but we're going to have to do. And if we do well, we could see us getting quite a few good chances at this game. Um, but yeah, I think we, we need to be willing to kind of just go quick. Turn and burn, as I always ask for them to do in the stadium, and they never, ever, ever do. <laughs> That's my big thing. Yeah, I know it's always been uh, kind of grumbling with the fans for the, the past few seasons as far as the uh, the old famous horseshoe or the U kind of passing the ball around the back and then going again. And like you said, there was points in the weekend where we kind of take on a few players, get to like the edge of the box, and then play it all the way back and then slow it down again. It just seems like you're kind of wasting the advantage of getting the ball in their half and I know it's all about kind of keeping possession, kind of getting them out of shape, but at times too, it kind of it felt like it wasn't necessary as well. Um, and then with New Mexico too, do you, would you say New Mexico are going to be the weakest team we've played against so far? Where would you kind of rank them as far as difficulty of games we played so far? Obviously, they're going to be their home opener too, so away from home makes it a little bit tougher. Um, but kind of taking away the kind of other stuff around it, like that, and that us being away on purely their team, do you think this is the easiest game we've got so far? Where would you rank it against the other teams? I think from the perspective of the collection of the 25 or 24, or 23, however many individuals make up their roster, no, this is not the weakest team we've played thus far this season. But from a team structure perspective, soccer is a collective sport. You have to be able to work together as an 11 as you know an 18 a squad um yeah i think this is the squad the most at sea squad we're playing so far this season they do not have their feet under them um as you've said it's their home opener but you know removing that detail it just they really do not seem to have i don't think we kind of in talking about what their lineup looks like we're unsure and i don't think they're sure either i think they're still figuring out what is their best team, what's their best shape, how are they going to score goals. So um, from the collection of players, no, I don't think this is the worst collection of players we've seen thus far. But from a team perspective, yeah, I think this is the team that is struggling the most that we'll have come across thus far. Yeah, and I think our struggles this season have kind of come from breaking down a team that likes to sit in and has a kind of solid midfield. But looking at the team and kind of comparing where we can kind of kind of get their weaknesses... That midfield very weak for them and they're kind of back too. And I think that's been our struggle so far as playing against teams that are very kind of solid down that spine of the team. So looking at that, that should be. Although I don't want to say speak too soon here and we go and get thumped on the weekend, which for my prediction here, that's not the case. Um, but we'll roll into predictions now as well. I'll let you go first this time. 
what are you predicting for the game? And uh, as always, goal scorers. Um, well, I'm going to deviate from my normal positivity-oriented uh, prediction scheme here, just because I don't, I don't know what it is, but sometimes I just get a feeling about a game where it's like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's their home opener. We've struggled in New Mexico in the past. The altitude, the heat, I don't know what it is. We just, maybe it's a heavy field because it's a really shitty baseball field, but we just don't seem to play well there. Um, I would like to see us play on the break, like I've said already. Um, but I'm going to go 2-2. I just think that New Mexico will be amped up. Um, and I think that this is, again, I just don't think this is a place we play very well. Um, so for us, I'll go Domus, um, and I'll go Bodily on the break, um, specifically a moon to a Bodily assist. I think, you know, the wing back to wing back on the break, I would love to see that. Um, but then for New Mexico, I think Greg Hurst opens his account for the season. Um, and then Weehan, it just always seems to pop up against us. So you, you're getting deep now. We're going into who's going to get the assist for the guy. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not prepared for that one. <laughs> I've had that on my mind. I just, the whole talking about the plane on the break, I've had that on my mind all episode. So I, I had to get it in there. Well, maybe for the next one, we'll have to get in who's going to get the assist for these goals. Um, but then we'll go hockey assist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 2 1 here. I, I think, I guess, 3 1 last game was only 2 1. Um, I'm, I know we had clean sheets early on in the season. I'm not feeling as confident as I was about our back line. Now we're going into kind of in the, I mean, we're still early on in the season. I'm going to go with Toomey, finally scores his first goal of the season. I think Damas, again, is always dangerous. No doubt we'll kind of get a goal sooner or later. And then I'm going with Santi Moore. Again, we know how good he is from Phoenix too. Um, but it's tough, you know, again, like you mentioned there, it's a home opener. New Mexico have always been a good team. I think people are writing them off early on the season. And I mean, even us, even us, we've been writing them off already in this episode here. So again, you never know them. Like I said the USL Championship, especially the Western Conference, it's so tough. Like There is no easy games. Um, and we saw from Tulsa, I think a lot of people thought beginning of the season, Tulsa would be one of those kind of bottom teams. And again, they kind of, they, they had made a good show on themselves this past week and on the season already. So it's going to be very tough there to, uh, especially in Mexico, like I said, the baseball pit field as well. Uh, you never know. Um, but anything else to add before we wrap th- things up here? Um, yeah, I just, I, I want to sh- give a shout out to the New Mexico supporters. Um, you know, I know they'll be on the other side on the field this weekend, but um, we've historically had like really good relationship with them. Um, and they are super active in their community. Um, the Curse, uh, Black Diamonds, um, there's there's like an Aliens related one. I can't remember the name of, but anyway, I just wanted to say, uh, I you know, I want to beat them this weekend, but shout out to the New Mexico fans. I hope you guys watch this. And that's the, that's the most important thing. Obviously, we like to see kind of the relationships of our supporters group. I know some of the other ones we played already this season. Um, we may not be the uh, the biggest fans of. Um, I have was... no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> there's, uh, there's plenty we can uh, touch on there. Uh, but that'll wrap things up there again. We'll be back live again for the, well, not live, but the... Um, Another episode out next week going over the Tampa Bay game. That's the next one, isn't it? It is, yeah. And that'll be, uh, I said, there's no easy games in the USL Championship. Um, but we'll be previewing that one next week. And then, uh, as always, another Locals last call after Tampa Bay game. But again, thank you for watching or listening. And we'll see you again very soon. <laughs>